You're listening to the FYI podcast, and we are your hosts. I'm Josiah Keneally. And I'm Mike Keneally. And we are thrilled. This is episode one. Babe, are you excited or what? Season one, episode one. That's always exciting. So we love to start new things. So hopefully you're tuning in and starting something new and fresh in your week by letting us join you where you are at. And let's kick it to this week's episode. We let our listeners Mm -hmm. um, ask questions and then we will ourselves and our friends do our best to be in tune with the Holy Spirit to, we don't have all the answers, but we're going to provide some of the best stabs at the answers that the Lord gives us. And today's question, here it is. My name is Amaria. I'm from NDSU. And my question is, what does a healthy Christian relationship look like? And this is a phenomenal question. I think many young adults and many of our listeners hopefully are asking. And it is simply this, what does a healthy Christian relationship look like? And I love that Amaria asked this because here's the key words, healthy Christian relationship. And I just want to say many of us, we, we, don't really know how to ask that question even, but healthy Christian, we're going to take a look at it from a biblical standpoint of simply this. What does a new Testament Christian marriage relationship pursuit, whatever you want to say in those words, what does that look like? And how can we healthfully pursue and be pursued in the process of desiring marriage, desiring engagement, and just desiring all that God has in a season. Maybe you're single and you're tuning in and listening. So what does that look like? I love this question. Here's why it's great. So many people, whether our listeners or maybe you and I included, we have not necessarily been modeled this question well, right? We have some of our friends who have told us just because you're a so-called Christian parent does not mean that you are a good parent, right? Right. So sometimes we have those, we don't have those conversations with our parents. We don't have a relationship um, defining moment of like, how do you ask, um, are we dating? Where is this relationship going? Yes. The the sex talk, whatever you want to say, like many parents, um, I remember working with some youth and I remember asking the parents, I'm like, how many of you have actually had the talk quote unquote with your young adult or with your middle schooler? And they're like, none. I go, okay. How many of you had the talk with your parents? None. And to be in a room with that many people right. where we're not willing to talk about it and we're not willing to lean into uh, a true heartfelt need and desire for some healthy answers, we want to provide those for you. So great question to kind of unpack today. No kidding, Amaria. And um, for the listener, you know, you might feel like you grew up in a home where this wasn't modeled a healthy Christian mm-hmm. relationship. So many families are broken. Many would mm-hmm. say they've never seen a godly marriage or a Christian relationship or a healthy Christian relationship. I love Micah that you use the words New Testament. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of even marriages or relationships in the Bible that are in the old Testament that would not be healthy. They would not be Christian, but the Bible nonetheless documents those. And Mm -hmm. so we can learn from them. But as far as our aim, this is Mm -hmm. the bullseye. This Mm -hmm. is the target we desire for you. Should you desire marriage or dating or engagement, parenting, family, all those things. Should you desire that? Our desire for you listening to this podcast is that you'd have a healthy relationship, that it'd be a Mm -hmm. Christian relationship, a New Testament relationship with Christ at the center, and that it'd be glorifying to God and 
a ministry, like we, we say this oftentimes mm-hmm. when we're officiating a wedding and helping a marriage start out, out strong. One of the things that we say and that many young couples desire is they want their marriage or their relationship to actually be a testimony, a right. living witness that points people in this dark world to the bright light of Jesus. And mm-hmm. so we kind of wa- want to unpack one thing, right? right? Yeah. And, and I'll just take us there to that one thing, um, that I think applies to every relationship, right? Romantic or not marriage or engagement, mm-hmm. engagement or dating, dating or singleness. Here's our aim. And our aim comes from Philippians two verses five through seven. And it comes from Paul. And this is the apostle Paul who really was a Jew and he was called the Jew of the Jews until he listened to some of the firsthand eyewitnesses who had seen the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. And then he had his own moment with God where he on Damascus road had an encounter with God. And then this is what he says for relationships, right? And I believe this applies to marriages like ours. Right. I believe it applies to parenting like us. I believe it applies to dating or those evaluating those searching and aiming for, you know, maybe they're, they're praying for an opportunity to date right. or pursue. Maybe they're praying for engagement and marriage in their future. And this is what Paul says in Philippians 2. He says in verse 5, in your relationships, keyword, in your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. So it all starts in our thoughts. Mm-hmm. And verse 6 picks up who Jesus, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. He didn't lord it over people. He wasn't in it for his own glory or selfish gain. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of, here's the other keyword, the very nature of a servant and being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. So we're talking about one thing, Mm -hmm. it's serving each other. Yeah. Well, I think we can even take it one step further that Christ came to serve, not to be served. That's powerful. So, I mean, we take that approach even in our relationship and, and yes, it is challenging. Yes, it is a choice. Yes, it is possible to put one another ahead of ourselves in the realm of serving. Like I want to serve Josiah. Josiah has the ability to serve me and it's nothing but an exchange of blessing. Right. And I think one way that we do that Josiah is simply this. So we decide what day of the week we have date night and we've set that date Tuesday nights. And one thing that we kind of adopted in our dating life was simply this. I've realized that every single date night, like it was always on him. When are you going to come pick me up? Where are we going to go? What are we going to eat? What do you want to do? Yeah. See, right. And then I was like, you know what? I love to plan things. I like to um, have some spontaneous ideas. We don't need to spend money to have fun. Like I told him that during dating, I was like, we do not have to spend money to, to make fun, to have fun, to make memories. So what we have done is serve one another on a Tuesday night, meaning this, I would plan a date night with Josiah's best interest in mind, knowing what he loves to do, rock wall climbing, Barnes and Noble, coffee, Jamba juice, whatever that is. Okay. So when he comes to pick me up, he's like, what are we doing tonight? Okay. I'll tell you, we have this, this, or this. And I mean, 
either I gave an option of one of three ideas, or I would say like, Hey, just let me drive tonight. Like I'll do, I'll, I'll just go ahead and we'll plan something fun together and vice versa. So come the next week, he would plan an amazing night where I'd just be like, Hey, we're going to go get a coffee and go for a walk around the lake. Or we're going to kayak the yeah, lakes. Yeah. So, I mean, it's something fun. It's easy. It's simple, but that was our way of serving each other. Even as we were dating, we were serving and pursuing with the other so in good. mind, knowing that by the end of the date night, their love tank would be filled up with me thinking and putting his, you know, some of his aspirations or some of his outlets first. And the, the fun thing is a lot of ours align, um, not a hundred percent all the time, but that was just fun way to serve one another. So in singleness, every relationship that you are in, you have an opportunity to serve, so good. serve your parents, serve your roommates, serve your friends, serve whomever. And that can look a million different ways that can be you realizing like, maybe a form of service is you driving your roommates to church. Maybe serving somebody is driving somebody to get groceries on your dorm floor because you know, they don't have a vehicle serving. I mean, the opportunities are endless and truly, and when you do it with a, a solid heart with no, um, impurities, I guess you get blessed back, even though you really don't go with the intention of like, how am I going to get blessed by blessing you? No, it's, I'm going to serve them in a way that is speaking to them and their situation right now. And I would say even dating, dating, I think we serve one another. Like I alluded to, that's one way that we served each other with, with love and, and respect and just getting to know each other in that process. And the last two categories, just, I want you to hit on those, like obviously singleness dating. And if you're listening, maybe your ultimate goal is the third category, which is engagement leading to marriage. Right. And, and we even go back to what you were just talking about. We believe in dating with the intention of marriage. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean you propose on the first date at all. Like, that's not what I'm seeing, but like dating is evaluating and and lining up. Like, do our values match Mm -hmm. up? And and could I see myself marrying this person? And you'll never know unless you, you ask, right. Right. Unless you have a lunch or a coffee or a Jamba juice. And um, these second two categories are engagement and marriage. The goal is to serve one another. Mm -hmm. And I would even go as far as to say this. The day never comes where we don't serve each other. Right. When we have that mindset of Christ, Mm -hmm. you know, I I look at this in our marriage with our family, with the other relationships that are non-romantic in our lives, Mm -hmm. really having the mindset of Christ looks like this. The picture that I get, Micah, is a towel and a basin. Mm -hmm. And like Jesus, that's what he did. He washed the disciples' feet feet are nasty. My own feet are nasty at times. And, uh, and so I just look at like that, but that's what it is. It's humble. It's, it takes a lot of humility to serve Mm -hmm. and to have that posture of a servant. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think that one of the things that's fun is to even just share about our own story. Mikey, you had shared Mm -hmm. a little bit about like our, our dating process, but like, you want to share that moment of like, how we met and even back up a little bit before that. And then we can, I can pick up parts of our story too. Sure. Well, I think 
always keeping in mind, whether you're married, single dating, waiting for that person, whatever that is, there's always a he, a she, and a we. Like there's always going to be things that I enjoy, he enjoys, and that we enjoy together. And one thing that we enjoyed not knowing each other was doing a form of of ministry and working with young adults and coming alongside them as we were young adults and as we've kind of phased into the next stage of life. And so what I was doing back in North Dakota, I was honestly just praying for my future spouse. I was like, Lord, bring them in your time. Make me the woman that I need to be for that person that you have for me. And I'm trusting that it's going to happen. And you guys, I know you're listening. And I've said this from stages before. And I'm like, when you hear me say that or anybody else say, oh, they'll come, blah, blah, blah. You probably want to punch me in the throat or the face right now. Believe me, I was that person. A good thing that we're who... behind the screen or the phone. So they can't. That, that'll, <laughs> that's for your safety. Benefit. But I just wanted to say, like, if you're listening and you're in the frustration of singleness, recognize that there is something still in you that God wants to weed out, pull out, or correct. And sometimes that's just learning how to be content in singleness, even when it hurts. Like, you know what your friends are doing Friday night and you would rather join them in their bad decisions than stay back and pray for your future spouse. I get it. I've been there. But I was um, in North Dakota and I was very passionate about prayer and praying for my future spouse and not becoming the person once I got married, but being the person before I walked down the altar to the altar. And um, yeah, so I just prayed. I had, uh, I I told the Lord, I was like, I want to see if I want to see his face tonight. I want to see a vision of what you have for me in the future, because right now I feel like I'm outgrowing where I'm at. And that night closed my eyes. Um, I woke up and I was so frustrated. I was so mad. And and it's not because God didn't answer that prayer. It's because he did. And I didn't recognize the face, the location. I didn't know anything. And um, I was on the bridge, a guy in a black on black twins hat on black jacket, bright blue eyes, dimple in his chin. He goes, Micah, I love you. He said this in my dream. And I remember waking up and I was like, I don't even know anybody who looks like that. And I was so mad that I did. I saw what God was giving me a glimpse of essentially. And God had to like prompt my heart. And I felt the conviction of like, what have you been praying for? I was praying for my future spouse. He did answer that. So I was like, bring them together in, in, in our time that you have for us. So fast forward. I remember the day where you walked into Cedar Valley church, where I was on staff at, and I was hanging out with my buddy, Micah Mack, who was also on staff. And it was Mm -hmm. a Sunday morning. The sanctuary was being renovated, I think. And so we might've been meeting like in the atrium for worship. And I remember you walking up and shake, we we shook hands. And I remember that moment, like I was like, she's gorgeous. And I had a rule. It wasn't the church's rule or God's rule. It was just my rule that I don't date people from this church because I was a young adult pastor. (laughs) And now we do Chi Alpha campus ministry and work with college students and young adults in that regard. But that, I, I remember that moment where we, we met and then fast forward to, we were friends, I think for about a year and close to a year. And then we went on a mission trip to China. We were serving Mm -hmm. together. We saw each other's heart or cause I didn't have that vision. Right. Right. So I had a moment maybe more in China where I saw your heart, Mm -hmm. a pure hearted leader and just was wowed. And and I was like, man, I would like Mm -hmm. to get to know you better. And so I remember I asked for that opportunity over Jamba juice, Jamba juice, hashtag ad, hashtag not really an ad, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we, we just then had the opportunity to be become build on a year long friendship mm-hmm. date. And we dated through the seasons. Mm-hmm. So we dated for about a year, maybe a year and a half. Right. And then we were engaged three months, three months, like 90, maybe a hundred days, mm-hmm. um, which we advise if you're 
dating, date a long time, date through the seasons. There's four distinct seasons in the Midwest where we live and, and life in the winter is a lot different than life in the summer. And so you want to see behaviors, habits, health, emotional health, mm -hmm. spiritual health, physical health, relational health in all the seasons. And then you, you don't want to be engaged a long time if purity is your goal, if right. entering the, the marriage pure is, is your goal. And, um, so, I mean, that was our story and then proposed at the grand Canyon, mm -hmm. got engaged there on mm -hmm. St. Patrick's day and yep. never forget those moments. You could probably watch it on YouTube if you want to, but, um, that's kind of our journey. And then we've been married now going on five years, mm -hmm. two kids later mm -hmm. and had, have had the opportunity to each write a couple books, do a couple podcasts. And, mm -hmm. um, Micah, one of the things that I know is a passion of ours is pure hearted leadership. Yeah. And not just purity culture of I'm going to do this because I'm promised that because really the aim with pure hearted leadership is purity in all aspects and every aspects mm -hmm. and not just waiting for your wedding night, but in addition, actually a lifetime of sexual purity. Right. And there's something that you share with people that we, we mentor and it's, it's along the lines of purity. Can you just go there and talk about that? Well, one thing I I've realized when it comes to obviously mentoring women is something that's a struggle for any, and all of us, you're human, you have sexual desires, you have sexual wants and needs and stuff like that. But if you're claiming to be a Christian and you're truly wanting to enter marriage strong and enter it with pure intentions, pure motives, pure heart, pure thoughts, you want clean hands and a pure heart. Like if those are your true intentions, and if you're claiming to be a believer, then stop playing with fire is number one. <laughs> but in that process, I realized that many women have a problem or come across the problem of playing defense hundred percent of the time where I say that because they may be dating somebody who believer or non-believer, it doesn't necessarily always matter when it comes to this problem. And it's simply, they're playing defense in a sense of, I want to save myself for the wedding night. We haven't had a boundaries conversation and I don't know how to bring up the boundaries conversation. So we're just going to wait, like aimlessly wander in our relationship. Yeah. And what is not fair on either party, male or female, the guy or the girl, the girl in the relationship, it's simply this, the guy may want to pursue in, in a physical sense. And the woman or the, or the girl is always pushing away, like stiffing our stiff arm, kind of just feeling that rejection and everything like that. And I would say, if you're claiming to be a believer, a follower of Jesus Christ, new Testament marriage, desiring that as a male and female coming together with similar dreams, ambitions, motives, values, everything right off the bat. I ask this question to everybody that I mentor. And it's simply this, they're like the guy that did, he's awesome. He's great. He comes to church, yada, yada, yada. Okay. Amazing. That's good. Until I get to this one question, I want to challenge the listener, even this, whether you're male or female listening, it doesn't matter. Just, just listen to these words. And th these are things God's spoken to me. And I just pray that it can bless you. If it doesn't, I'm sorry, but this is my story, not yours. But I do believe that this is a great question to ask when you're mentoring totally. somebody and is it's simply this is the man that you're dating. If he's choosing to be a Christian and following it out, a man of God will leave you, lead you to the foot of the cross, not the foot of the bed. I'm going to say that again. A God, a manly God, a God fearing man will lead you to the foot of the cross, not the foot of the bed. And I just want to say to the person who maybe, maybe you've 
don't have boundaries, or maybe you find yourself in an impure relationship, God can restore, redeem, and revitalize you as an individual and also your relationship if you're wanting and needing to go back to the beginning stages of dating. And Josiah, you brought this up perfectly. And I just want you to lean into the redemptive side of this Um, for the listener who maybe is like, maybe you feel convicted, maybe you feel conflicted with that statement that I just shared. And I just want you to go there. What, what are we all actually up against when it comes to the next section right here? Well, and so here's the thing is like what you said, Micah, I think that we like we have the opportunity to take that question to heart. Mm-hmm. So you asked, like, is the person leading you to the foot of the cross or the foot of the bed? Or maybe you're in the, in the driver's seat in that relationship, so to speak. So where are we leading mm-hmm. or where are we going? Are we aimlessly wandering? Right. Are we trying to do this on, on our own mm-hmm. with our own willpower? Or are we surrendered to the will mm-hmm. of God, to the word of God, to the ways of God? Mm-hmm. And are we putting Christ at the center with pure-hearted relationships, right. Christian, healthy relationships. And um, in a second, we're going to talk to one of our friends who's going to join the conversation, one of our favorite pastors, one of our favorite authors. And before we do, I just think that before you check out and say, this is a message of condemnation, or this is a message of judgment, I just want you to hear this. The ground is level at the foot of the cross. Mm-hmm. Sinners become saints. In fact, we're all like, we're all equal. There is no mm-hmm. higher, lower, better. Or, there's no mistakers and sinners and do-gooders. We're all sinners in need of a savior. Mm-hmm. And so please hear this is that, okay, the, the, the question of the cross or the question of the foot mm-hmm. of the bed. Here's the good news. The ground is level at the Mm -hmm. foot of the cross. So whatever your past experiences are, whatever situation you find yourself in today, Mm -hmm. whatever God's laid on your heart as aspirations, goals, hopes, dreams, prayers, desires, the ground is level at the foot of the cross. And we never like to close our podcast on Mm -hmm. FYI without giving you the opportunity to surrender your life to the Lordship of Jesus. And if you want to do that, you can simply pray in your own words of inviting God into your own life, not into your heart, into your life to lead. And if you've done that, we would just encourage you right now to go to www.fyi-podcast.com. There's a way that you can um, connect with us and let us know that you've made a decision to surrender to the Lordship of Jesus, to make Mm -hmm. him the Lord and savior of your life. And here's the promise in second Corinthians 5, 17. This is what it says. Any person in Christ Mm -hmm. is a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. So the gospel isn't a message of rejection or condemnation Mm -hmm. at all. The message of hope, the message of Jesus, the message of the gospel Mm -hmm. is that the ground is level at the foot of the cross. Anyone in Christ Mm -hmm. is a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. So that gives me hope for eternity and it gives me hope for every day. And it gives me hope for every relationship that I can actually have Mm -hmm. Jesus lead. Mm -hmm. And therefore I can have a healthy Christian relationship. That's right. And so we're going to invite one of our friends, Pastor Levi Lusco Mm -hmm. to the show. Pastor Levi, how are you? 
Oh, I'm so good. Thanks for having me. And thanks for doing this podcast. I know for all the young adults listening, that's a huge, um, that's a huge win that they have this as a resource. You know, it's hard being young. It's hard, you know, coming up, figuring out, you know, how to, how to use all the energy you have. The real, the real funny thing about life is you have all this energy when you have the least wisdom. And then by the time you get the maximum wisdom, you have the least energy. You know, so it's almost this cruel joke that by the time you figure stuff out, sometimes you don't have the, the, the resource of, of life left to use it well. And wow. so it's, there's some, there's some, uh, um, truth to that expression. Youth is wasted on the young. So I think it's really powerful that you guys are, uh, fighting to give wisdom to people in that season of life so that they don't waste that youth. And I love that people who are older, like me, if we will get switched right and pour into the next generation, we're able to then give our wisdom to them. And I think that's maybe why God did it the way he did. You know, he doesn't give one person all the money and all the gifts and all the, you know, opportunities. He gives one person the ability to sow, one person the ability to reap, one person the ability to water. And by spreading it out like that, no one person is indispensable. Everybody gets to play a part. So maybe God gave the people with the wisdom, a lack of youth, and the people with youth, a lack of wisdom, so that we would all lean into the power of the body of Christ and share. Yeah. So, so I'm good. happy to be one small part of that. And we know that many of our listeners um, have a dream to be married, yeah. have a dream to be in a relationship, have a dream to be married yesterday, actually. <laughs> and we know that Paul says marriage is a gift and singleness is a gift. And so we true. know that you wrote the book. It's one of my favorite books to kind of point people to is called Swipe Right. And a lot of our listeners are single, like that desire is there. Some of them think that they're too old to get married now, or they've missed it. And they're only 25, you know? <laughs> which right, is a complete right. lie, right? They feel like they're falling behind. So we know that one of our favorite topics to lean into is relationships and thinking of the swipe right book that you have written. Um, what has God taught you about the insight for dating, sex, and marriage um, done well in the context of a new Testament, you know, mindset. Mm, so good. Yeah. Funny that you just said that singleness is a gift. And so is marriage. Singleness is just the gift that, uh, it's like when you get that gift and you open it, and you're like, thanks. Uh, you're like, your teeth, like, oh, you shouldn't have like, the scissors like oh, yeah, wow. Singles is a great gift, God, but I hope you kept the receipt because it's right? not a gift I want to keep, you know? Um, or, or like the awkwardest one is like you re-gift a gift, but you accidentally like give it to someone who wears it around the person who bought it, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. You know, it's hard. You know, it, it's always easier to spot the blessing of a season when you're not in it anymore. So true. Yeah. You know, Married people will tell, you know, you like, Hey, like there's, there's a lot of beauty and joy in being single, but when you're in it, it's hard to see it. Just like when you have children that are young, you're, you're tempted to wish they were in school. And then, you know, they get, they get out of the house and you look back and you go, dang, I wish I had those kids still here. You know, the age that your young kids are in the, the age my young kids are in, you know, I'm kind of Jenny and I are interesting because we have an old child who's 16, just about to get her driver's license. And we have a four-year-old who's still sleeping in pull-ups, you know? So it's like, we're kind of like, wow, we're the old parent and we were the young parent. So right. we have the, the luxury now, I would say, of doing it again, because we didn't expect to have another child, um, of looking back at, at, at the young season that full, where you're stepping on Legos, where, you know, you're just never getting sleep, nightmares, all that stuff and going, but there's actually a beauty in it and it goes so fast. So I guess I would just say to the single person, like marriage and sex, if God, you know, has that in your heart, he didn't do that to toy with you. 
Yep. Meaning, I don't believe God gives the the calling of the celibacy, but then still puts a dream of of marriage in your heart. Like God's not screwed up like that. You know what I mean? He he wouldn't toy with you. So if He's given you that calling, that desire, we can believe that, that He's going to give us the desires of our heart as we delight ourselves in Him, as Scripture says. So. You know, Augustine said, follow God and do whatever you want. I really believe there's permission in God's will to where if you're if you're walking with Jesus, if you're, you know, planted in the local church, if you're doing those things, tithing and praying, all the, all the things we're supposed to be doing, I believe if you still have a desire for marriage, that's from God then, you know, and it's going to happen in his perfect timing. So the only thing I would say is don't open your gifts before Christmas, you know, to, to get to settle and compromise. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine how discouraging it would be as a kid if you found where your parents hid your presents, so open them all up, Christmas Day would just be so depleting. And that marriage, when it comes, it's supposed to be like that, that great joy. So just hold out and it's, it's going to be worth it. I love that you write in Swipe Right, um, now yells louder, but later lasts longer. And as we return to this segment, we just want to thank Pastor Levi. Again, he's the author of Swipe Right and many other books. He's also the pastor of Fresh Life Church. And Pastor Levi, we just want to say thank you mm-hmm. once more for a great investment into us as the learner, as the leader, as the listener, right. for college students listening to this podcast. And um, we're just excited about this podcast, getting it launched. Mm-hmm. So there's a few ways that people can help, right, babe? Yeah. So just so you know, every single Friday, we'll kick out a brand new episode. Who's excited? Right now we're on season one, episode one, essentially. So we just want to stay connected that way. So start off or end your week on a Friday strong or start your weekend strong, however you want to look at it. Yeah. But we want to say thank you for sharing our content, reviewing it, listening to it, rating, whatever you want to do on iTunes. We'd love for you to get connected and stay connected. Yeah. I mean, leaving us a rating on Apple podcasts, Mm -hmm. they're telling us that this is going to help more people be reached with the message of FYI podcast. And, um, Mm -hmm. I mean, if you would, if you know other college students who are asking these questions about Christian, godly, healthy Mm -hmm. relationships, um, we're going to be diving next week into answering the question, drum roll, is there the one? So the one, so we're in a series on relationships this month. You can ask questions, um, Mm -hmm. either Instagram DMS, as well as the website, there's a form you can fill out. And, um, the last thing is if you give your heart to Christ, if you made him the Lord and savior of your life, you can let us know Mm -hmm. on the website. There's also like, maybe you're looking for Christian community, right? And maybe you're looking for other believers in Jesus, followers Mm -hmm. of Christ, disciples to connect with. Maybe Mm -hmm. you're on a college campus or a university campus in your area. We're going to link to the Chi Alpha group finder in the show notes, as well as every campus. Um, We believe in campus ministry. We want to encourage you to find a college ministry as well as a local church. That's right. And so we'll do our best to link ways that you can follow up about your faith, and grow with resources, as mm-hmm. well as find godly community through right. campus ministry, local church, um, in the show notes and on the website. And what's next? Well, next, we just want to say thank you so much for tuning in to FYI, where we talk about things like faith, life, and adulting. So hopefully we can hear from you and you can just tune in next Friday. And we'll talk to you then. Thanks so much, guys. 